Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome to the mother fucking creepy podcast. Episode 11, the lowest rated, the most hated, the symphony of blood curdling, screams and beautiful blasphemy. Ooh, yeah, baby, I like it uncooked and unsafe and unsafe. Let's go somewhere and start a new civilization. I've got the gumption to make your conjunction function. I'll make your hip pocket jump out the socket. I'll make life dirty and you talk and rock it. Well, I should go before Jason decides he wants to practice sewing my orifices. Close again. Enjoy the show. Creepy podcast. Episode 11. Scream of the leader. Hey, what's up, already people in the place to be? This is Jason... Oh yeah, never mind. This is a very special episode of the Creepy Podcast. After I did the Black Eyed Kids episode, I realized that I really should be doing this as a... They should all be individual concepts, or at least as many as that I could do. That just seems to make sense. So, <laughs> I'm also finding out that there's many different creepy pasta websites, which is kind of weird. So, I'm trying to keep track of all those. I'm finding out new things, exploring new things, because really, I'm an old dude. I don't know Wiki. Now I know what it's like to be my grandmother, you know, when she used to ask me to set the VCR clock, and you probably don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, here I am on uh, creepypasta.com as opposed to .org or .wiki, and uh, these ones have ratings. I can't help but be attracted to the lowest rated ones. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know, but they exist, so I feel like uh, maybe they're worth exploring. So, without further ado, episode 11 of the Creepy Podcast, the lowest rated. This one is called... The mummified head. 2.9 out of 10 pumpkins. 1,888 votes cast. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The mummified head. In a cave. Somewhere. Is a mummified head. If you remove your own head and replace it with a severed mummified one, you will be imbued with immeasurable arcane power. That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. That's al that almost got a that's got 2.9. It's almost got three pumpkins. I mean, visually, it has three pumpkins. It might you know it might as well be just just three pumpkins. Okay, <laughs> this one is rated 3.9. The post office. Ooh, okay, this one actually has a little bit of length to it. Ooh, 3.9. It's always 0.9. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 599 votes cast, of course. The post office. In the panhandle of Oklahoma, along the interstate, there is a lone brick building marked Post Office Number 56 and is marked with tape of the door as closed. The building has no doors and looks like a small box of bricks from a distance. The door is always locked and will never budge no matter how hard you try. Every July 7th, if you are positioned to the west of the building with the door opposite of where you stand, your nose will begin to bleed. If you drink some of the blood, you're really gross and probably have no friends. <laughs> uh... 
Uh, I have way too much moisture in my mouth right now. My mouth feels like, a, you know, the Bill Plimpton cartoon about kissing. If you drink some of the blood, one of your teeth will fall out. Take the took. <laughs> I'm just going to read what it, what the words tell me to read. Take the took and go to the door. The tape will no longer be there, and the building will have one small eye-shaped window. If you go to the window and place the tooth in it... Uh, what tooth? I thought it was a took. I, okay, I know. Forcing it. It's not funny, but still, I'm, prov- I'm making a point. If you go to the window and place the tooth in it, you're really fucking weird and probably have no friends. But the door will click open. Your weirdness is paying off, you crazy fucked up, beautifully fucked up, ugly, beautiful, block afflict, fucking crazy person. Do not look in the window. Never look in the window. When you open the door, a slow salty breeze will blow out and the entire room will be pitch black. Enter the room and shut the door. You will wait 10 minutes to 40 minutes, depending on the last time you saw your parents. Okay. Hmm. See, I often feel like people invent these weird supernatural parallels for real life experiences, like maybe waiting at the DMV, possibly. After the time is up, a single shrill scream will sound. If you flinch, you will wake up in your bed, sweating. If you don't flinch, close your eyes quickly and start running. You will run for about four to seven minutes or until you hit a wall or a tree because you're running with your fucking eyes closed. Seriously, tell them to grab scissors and light themselves on fire before they start. This is all bad advice. Why are we even doing this? Oh, it's a ritual pasta. That's right. Oh, and these are the lowest rated pastas. Oh, these are the ones people don't like. <laughs> Wait, okay. Um, I'm going to start this paragraph over because I just read ahead and uh, yeah. After the time is up, a single shrill scream will sound. If you flinch, you will wake up in your bed with a horse head next to you, sweating. If you don't flinch, close your eyes quickly and start running. (laughs) You will run for about four to seven minutes depending on how fast you are, and then you will hit a wall. Duh. Do not open your eyes. Duh. You will not be able to open your eyes if you run full speed into a fucking wall. All in all, you will be just another brick in that fucking wall if you run full speed at it. The ground will feel warm. Oh, yeah, and your eyelids will see the color red. That's because there's blood everywhere. You just split your freaking head open. Do not open your eyes because they will fall out. (laughs) Just feel around until you find a ring on the floor. The ring will be cold as ice. Pull on the ring and a trap door will open. Enter the trap door. After doing this, you will fall through the roof of an office tile in a building in downtown Tulsa in a bathroom stall. In the toilet will be a wallet and a gold ring. Take the gold ring. Do not touch the wallet. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking terrible. I... Mm. Okay, uh... 
I'm, I'm flashing to, and again, like all of my nostalgia goes to the 90s because I feel like all of the pop culture that I ever cared to digest happened between 1986 and 1996. Those are my formative years, but why do I feel like I just went through the scene in the movie Train Spotting where the dude's trying to get his heroin out of the toilet so he jumps into the toilet, like in that weird fantasy kind of scene? But there's no heroin. It's just, we just jumped in the toilet for no good reason. Let's see what else <sighs> lies in wait for us. Okay, this one is... The last one, the post office, was rated 4.5. The mummified head, which was obviously, like, that was meant to be terrible. I would hope 2.9 out of 10. So now we're up to 4.5. Gideon's Bible. We're going to do this. You and me. We're, we're going to get through this. You signed on for this, too. No, you can't know where you go back here. You're, you're stuck here with me. We're going to do this. <laughs> the least rated, the lowest rated, the island of misfit pastas. Mm, delicious. <sighs> Gideon's Bible. God damn it, this is like only one paragraph. All right, 4.5 pumpkins. Scary pumpkins, I might add. 208 votes cast. Why should I? Okay, let's just fucking read it. There are seven words in every Gideon's Bible. Shit, piss, motherfucker, cocksucker, fuck, tits, blumpy, <sighs> Reagan. There are seven words in every Gideon's Bible. You know, the one they stuff in every hotel room. They can't be found in any other Bible. If you repeat those seven words to yourself while grasping the doorknob to your room, you're a fucking weirdo and have no friends. The door will open to any hotel room in the world. Ooh, it's just like having that weird Marriott path. Oh my goodness. Of course, if you want to control where you're going, you'll need to blow the... You'll need to know the Gideon's key. One more inserted word, unique to each copy, which acts as an index for each room. Okay. That's the whole paste up. And I'll admit I'm intrigued, because I am intrigued. But what the actual fiznock, yo? I mean, there's nothing here. Nothing here. There is nothing here. There's nothing going on here. Where's the rest of it? All right. This was a great idea, Jason. You make great decisions. I'm sure the wake will be nice. 4.6 pumpkins. Out of 10 pumpkins, I'm sure the wake will be nice. The estimated reading time for this post is 0 minutes 40 seconds. Hey, Jason, remember when you were up super late last night and you were like, oh my god, there's the lowest rated pastas and you came up with this awesome cover art and now you're like the Roger Corman of creepy podcasts because you made the poster and now you're writing the movie and now you're realizing you gotta make it work. Oh, this might be the masterpiece of my editing prowess. I should be getting paid millions of dollars to do this shit. If traveling through the tip of the thumb, <laughs> if trav if traveling through the tip of the thumb of Michigan on a night with a full moon, stop at McGraw County Park. Why? Hey, stupid! If you're traveling through the tip 
of the thumb of Michigan on a night with a full moon. Here's something you can do that's obviously going to be really stupid. The gate will be closed, but you can park in front of it, bring a set of black clothes, and change in the change rooms. And take your time. And no, those aren't holes in the walls with cameras behind them. (laughs) Of course not. Oh... Feel the night air against your naked, pimpled body. You're forcing me to work here, creepy pasta. <laughs> lowest rated. The lowest rated. We will not be counted out. I am repping the cause here. When you come out of the change room, there will be an old man with olive-colored skin and curly dark brown hair and a mustache selling hot dogs in a cart. Of course there will be. If you order one, the man will thank you for your patronage and apologize for your loss, saying, I'm sure the wake will be nice. Would you like relish? (laughs) You want the coca? Coca (laughs) Coca-Cola? You want bacon? You want sauerkraut? You want baccarat hot dog? I'm sure the wake will be nice. One of your relatives... Not necessarily someone close, but someone you know will have been murdered that night. Ooh, murder. Be sure to change back into your other set of clothes, because if you drive away while still dressed in the black clothes, you'll be pulled over by state police and they will beat the fucking shit out of you. Wow, I don't even know where that came from. Please don't do that, right? That's just crazy to think that. Be sure to change back into your other set of clothes, because if you drive away while still dressed in the black clothes, you'll be pulled over by state police and arrested for the murder of your family member, and the clothes will be covered in their blood. Well, as long as it's their blood, I mean, come on. (laughs) I get to keep my blood, right? It's my blood. (laughs) The abandoned train station. 4.7 4.7 pumpkins. We're in we're in the uh, the rites and rituals. Creepypasta.com section. Yeah, why not? Let's do one more of these. Let's see where it goes. Let's see if it gets any better. Yeah. Ooh, why not? Let's see what happens. Okay. Rating 4.7 out of 10 pumpkins. 10 scary pumpkins. 188 votes cast. The abandoned train station. Oh. There is a chance that while on a railway journey across country, you will pass a darkened station. The platform will look as if it has been deserted for years. The train will have to slow down due to the condition of the tracks, but it will not stop. There are some conductors who will go much faster than they should just to get past the station, causing the train to feel as if it will shake apart. If you ask one of the personnel on the train about the station, they will tell you not to worry about it. And to go back to your seat. If you ask a second time, you and all your things will be unceremoniously dumped to the next station, whether it is your destination or not, fucker. <laughs> I've been seeing all these Joan Crawford movies lately, and I'm sorry, not Joan Crawford. Uh, what, what the fuck is her name? Joan Collins, pardon me. I've seen a couple of Joan Collins movies lately, and uh, I keep seeing all these dynasty clips popping up, and that's just, I feel like that's something she would have done. That's such a Joan Collins and dynasty move right there. <laughs> if you ask a second time, you and all your things will be unceremoniously dumped at the next station, whether it is your destination or not. There, you can wait as much as a day for another train to come by. 
There have been a few curious folks who have made the five-mile-long walk down alongside the tracks to see the abandoned station for themselves. No one knows what happens when they get there. Okay, that, that's one whole sentence with a period. No extra punctuation. No one knows what happens what happens when they get there. Some are never seen or heard from again, and others jump onto the tracks in the path of the next oncoming train. The only thing of any interest ever to happen along those tracks, besides people just jumping in front of trains, are boring. The only thing of any interest ever to happen along those tracks was back in the early 1900s when a train headed west derailed near that abandoned station, killing 61 people on board and injuring others. That means non-white people. The incident was blamed on conductor error and on the fact that the rails were misaligned due to shifting of the ground after a heavy rainstorm. There is no known connection between the derailment over 100 years ago and the events that surround the area today. Really? I was hoping there would be a connection because I'm fucking riveted. I'm switching genres. I'm doing it. You can't stop me. The lowest rated. Okay, now we find ourselves in the artifacts and objects section of the pasta. <laughs> and of course the, uh, oh, what's the name of that gosh darn thing? The mummified head is here too. No, don't go there. No, no. <laughs> don't bring me the mummified head again. No. The blood mirror. <laughs> again, the estimated reading time is 48 seconds. 3.9 out of 10 pumpkins. Okay. There is rumor of a great palace unfound deep in the deserts in Egypt. A massive complex of 4,000 rooms protects the single most prized possession of ancient Egypt. The blood mirror. The blood mirror. It is said every thousand years, a great hero of mankind must make his way down to this mirror and stand before it in pick blackness. Okay. I'm going to assume they mean pitch blackness. So let's go back. It is said every thousand years a great hero of mankind must make his way down to this mirror and stand before it in pitch blackness at 1906 June 6th 66 at 666. How does that even work? There is no past 60. It's 59 and then the hour rolls over. 1906, June 6th, 66 at 666, and behold their own death. Their own image appears to slowly distort, screaming a horrible, silent scream, ironic, as their teeth and skin melt away, leaving streams of blood to run down the mirror and pool at the bottom. Gross. Gazing into this pool of blood on the other side of the mirror of their own blood Gross Will allow them to view the Antichrist's birthplace Ooh, now it's getting juicy Gross They will then scream out in horrible screams of pain for an hour and six minutes before their heart stops I'm confused Are you confused? Because I am most definitely confused Confused say, what the... If the Antichrist isn't stopped, all of mankind is doomed to an event. <laughs> hey. 
If the Antichrist isn't stopped, all of mankind is doomed to an even worse fate. It has been exactly 940 years from June 6th since this last happened. The next date is 2066, but the location has been lost. The hero will find this place, but we must be there to hear his screams, or we are lost. Six, six, two thousand, six. <laughs> Moving along with the lowest rated pastas. Again, you make good decisions, Jason. <laughs> good decision, Jason. Anyway, this pasta, entitled Sunburn, has an estimated reading time of 2 minutes and 47 seconds. And, uh... It is rated 3.9, again with the point nine out of 10 scary pumpkins out of 730, 34, yes, 734 votes cast. So according to 734 people, this pasta is worth 3.9 scary pumpkins. Sunburn. Exclusively on the Creepy Podcast. <laughs> I awoke to the sound of my mother in the kitchen, groggily. I swung my legs out from under the covers and got dressed in jean shorts and a simple white t-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> so fashion forward. Then, I grabbed a white cloth off of my dresser. It was a bandana that I had found earlier in the year, in January. That's the earliest in the year you could possibly find something, I'm assuming. It was in a box at a yard sale labeled, Do not... Not capitalized. Do not wear in sunlight. A funny joke, I thought. I took it to the lady running the sale. She was old and frail. <laughs> I took it to the lady running the sale. She was old and frail. She hit me with the pail. Uh, she was very pale. She stared at me. Don't wear that in the sun. I laughed and bought it anyway. Oh, wait, he said that, or she. I don't know if this is a male or female narrator. Don't wear that in the sun. I laughed and bought it anyway. What an old hag. Wow, what a... Jerk. I put it on my head and tied it in the back. I had never before worn it. Well, okay. I guess these are important details. This person put this bandana on their head and tied it in the back and had never worn it before, so... Okay, we're trying to avoid any plot holes here. There will be no plot holes in this lawn, so... As I walked into the kitchen, my mother said to me, Darling, go out to the shed and get the hedge clippers. I need you to cut your father's head off. I mean, I need you to trim the holly bushes out front. I agreed to do so as she asked to, after all, Alala, she was my mother, so I strode down the cobblestone path behind our house towards the shed. As I neared that old shed, I noticed how hot it was outside. It was so hot outside that the heat was coming off of the surface of the shed in waves. I believe they call that a mirage. <laughs> Did you see a turkey dinner and uh, a pyramid and maybe a pile of money too? Food. -di 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 -di. I pushed open the door. Ow! I exclaimed. The sizzling door blistered my hand. I shook it off and went inside. You know, because that's what Mariah Carey would do. Oh, it was sweltering. I immediately broke into a sweat. You know, because that's what Mariah Carey would do. The drops rolled off my nose and onto the dirt floor of the shed. I sat in a chair in the middle of the room and pulled on a chain that was suspended from the ceiling and instantly a bucket of water fell all over me. You know, because that's what Mariah Carey would do. And Michael Cimbello played. She's a maniac, maniac on the floor and she's dancing like she's done that meth before. I wanted to quickly find the hedge clippers. 
you know, because that's what Mariah Carey would do. As I dug around in a toolbox, the sweat on my face started to blur my vision. I wiped my brow and was surprised to find that the sweat didn't come off. I passed it off as a trick of the heat blinked into my eyes and found the hedge clippers. I left the shed only to find even more heat outside. Oh, it was painful, but I had to do what my mother asked or I'd be in trouble. I clomped to the front yard. You know, because that's what Mariah Carey would do. And started on the bushes. You fucking bushes, you fucking rat fuck bushes. The sun bared down on my back and arms. Even my butt felt like fire. Well, that's what happens when you mess with the bears, you know. They make your butt feel like fire. <laughs> it's all that friction, you know. It's just, it's like, uh, it's, it's like human Velcro with all that hair rubbing around, you know. It's bound to get hot. Even my butt felt like fire, and I was crouching, hiding it from the sun. Ooh, the sun keeps looking at my bum. Dirty bum looker. Dirty bum. Stop looking at my dirty bum. <sighs> my front and face and feet and fingers were all burning too. <laughs> hmm. My front and face and feet and fingers were all burning. The heat was immeasurable, intense, and I suffered all afternoon. Ugh. All afternoon. <laughs> Every time I tried to wipe the sweat away, it stayed and got sopped up in my bandana, creating a soaking wet veil on my head, and finally the bushes were finished. I quickly retreated inside and into my room to get clothes. Then I flew into my bathroom to take a shower and clean up. I gasped at my reflection. Bright red skin stretched over my face and back and front. No tan lines were visible. My whole body was sunburned and the sweat remained unclearable from my visage. I touched my skin. Agony erupted all over my body. I then realized I hadn't removed the bandana. I tried to pull it off. It wouldn't come. I tried in vain to rip it from my head, but... It wouldn't come. On the third attempt, I accidentally touched my burned skin. In a fit of pain, I scratched my forehead. My skin was already peeling. Oh, dude, I've been there. I remember this one time, you know, because I grew up in the Central Valley in Fresno, and they in the area, there's this huge swimming pool at this place called Airways, and I went out there for, like, sixth grade graduation, I think. And I'm Mexican, partially Mexican. I'm also German and Irish. I'm German-Irish-Mexican, which is just drunk, drunk, drunk. Yes, I know already. I, I turn into a lobster. I do. And I remember going there and not even remotely thinking about sunscreen, and not only did I radiate heat not only did i glow in the dark but i peeled on the top of my head and on my feet so i know exactly what this dude's going through like seriously <laughs> it's like 1986 all over again the real roxanne's playing in the background and i am glowing in the dark all right i took hold of the peeled piece and pulled <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i took hold of the peeled piece and pulled eyes closed for i could sense the coming agony but it didn't come I continued to pull at the piece. Finally, it came loose. Actually, it doesn't... L-O-S-E, is that... I'm confused. Is that loose or lose? <laughs> I think it's lose. Finally, it came loose. If I'm wrong, uh, I'm sorry, but it says it's L-O-S-E. Finally, it came lose. I opened my eyes and screamed. My face had been peeled off and the bandana had come with it. I looked at the bandana in horror. The memory of the box it was in coming back to me. Oh... <laughs> Wait, I'm glad they established that in the beginning, because 
Remember what the box said? <laughs> Slowly, the rest of the skin on my head fell off, peeling in slow motion. Slow motion for me. Peel your skin off in slow motion for me. Peel your face off in slow motion for me. Uh, I like it like that, peeling off that skin. I don't know how to act slow. I'm still scarred from that song. I watched in horror as the skin on my arms and legs went. Just as my eyes burned, bloodshot were about to fall out. I noticed brownish smeared words on the bandana, written in blood and sweat, all capitals. <laughs> I warned you not to wear it in the sun. <laughs> Lowest rated. I don't know. I think it's kind of charming. I liked it. It's fun. It's credited to someone named Tony, T-O-N-I. I'm assuming one of the Tonys from Tony, Tony, Tony. I think the first Tony, right? <laughs> I warned you not to wear it in the sun. <laughs> Let's keep going. We're on a roll here. All right. We're getting up into higher numbers here now, though. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, yeah, I don't even want... I'm not reading this fucker. No way. No, 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 no. I'm going to pick one more of these, though, just from the bottom here. Oh, and honestly, whenever I see something about Super Mario, I have to go for it. So, Super Mario, the haunted save. <laughs> I love video game pastas. I don't know why. Super Mario, the haunted save. The estimated reading time for this one is 2 minutes and 12 seconds. This pasta is actually bordering on the um, average, I guess. I don't know. 4.5. Oh, we finally broke free of the 0.9 syndrome. That's good. So this is 4.5 out of 10 super scary, intense pumpkins. Like, they're staring at me. Like, the more pumpkins there are, the more intimidating it is. 4,589 votes cast for Super Mario, the haunted save. Rating it 4.5. Oh, goodness. When you scroll down, the pumpkins, they morph. Oh, this is creepy. Oh, creepypasta.com. How I love thee. All right. Oh, right away. So Super Mario, the haunted save. And uh, the word super duper is in already the second sentence. So uh, <laughs> let's have some fun. It's story time with Uncle Jason. Never mind. <laughs> There's a story about this kid who was trying to sleep, and then Jason stabbed him to death. <sighs> Have fun going to sleep. I'm going to go sharpen some knives in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I was bored. I was super duper bored. It was January 4th, and my New Year's resolution was to finish all of my video games by today. Motherfucker, by today. Now that I have done that, fool, I had no new things to play. All of the sudden, I hit puberty, and I didn't care about video games anymore. There's a whole new joystick in town, and this one requires towels. All of the sudden, I got an email on my phone, and I opened it. The email had no words in the from bar at the top. The subject was, get old bootleg SNES cartridges, only in today's e-auction. Intrigued at the sound of new video games, I went to the e-auction. The first few games, I had no clue what they were. Custard's Last Stand. That sounds boring. What, some guy standing around? Uh. So I sort of got bored watching the screen. I was about to close the site when I saw the text saying, Bootleg Super Mario World pop up. I decided to get it, and I won. Two weeks later, go see the doctor. I got the Super Mario World cartridge in the mail. I was once again intrigued when I saw most of the label was torn off of the cartridge. The only letters not torn off were U, E, R, M, R, and D, motherfucking D. 
I immediately put all the letters together and tried to think of something. After a while, I came up with one word. Okay, kids, what's the word? We all know. We all know what it is. We all think about it every day, don't we? Oh, murder, murder. Obviously, I still put in the cartridge, something I regret. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Let's do justice to this paragraph. We will be reverent. Obviously, I still put in the cartridge, something I still regret to this day. Not that I can feel depressed anymore. After all, doesn't the word on the cartridge say it all? I was going to stop here, but I suppose I can tell you how my fate came to be. Since you're already here, I guess I'll tell you what happened if you want to know. Okay, hold on. I have to go tinkle. <laughs> After I put the cartridge in, the game started. Everything looked normal, except that the hills and the clouds had a slight reddish tinge to them. Oh, so you're in Sedona? I opened the file selection and there was a save file in the game already. The name of the file was Save File 1. <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. Is that some kind of in-joke that I'm not getting? Uh, I bet you weren't expecting this boring t Anyways, I loaded the file and went to the level with the first Yoshi in it. I was walking, and as you may expect, I have played Super Mario World some form or another. I have played Super Mario World some form or another, and I know that this wasn't here. This was a small red hill. The A is capitalized for some reason. There was... A small red hill with a very dark red pipe on the top. Keep talking. The first thing somebody would think would be, something in a video game can't hurt me. It's just a video game. Those people can keep believing that. At that time, I believed that too. Period. Lowercase. So I went down the pipe. I thought it would be some bootleg glitch secret. But something was wrong when I was falling for around 30 seconds. When I hit the ground, oh. <laughs> it was like, you know, a watermelon uh, at a Galaga show. Like, plah! Busting melons, kid. When I hit the ground, Bowser was there watching me. Oh, dude, from Shanana, no kidding. Ba -ba 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 -ba. I love that dude. I was seriously freaked. I would be too. I think that guy passed away. So <laughs> What's he doing in your haunted video game? You don't know who Sean and I is. It just means that you were born in this century. It's totally fine. Or even in, in the 90s, probably. Or even the 80s. I don't know. I was born in the 70s. I know who Sean and I is. You probably don't. Don't worry about it. It's not worth it. But it is. <laughs> Go down the rabbit hole with Sean and I. See what happens. When I hit the ground, Bowser was there watching me. I was seriously freaked. So I lunged for the power button. Period. Lowercase. All of the sudden text popped up on the screen saying you wouldn't want to do that would you and the power button was deactivated mario and bowser were on screen glaring straight at me more text popped up saying you want a surprise here and bowser pulled out a portal gun lol <laughs> he blasted the floor under me and then blasted above the lava you can probably figure out what happened next yeah, I think it was the ending of Saw 5, possibly, yeah. To this day, 
I am a boo. Oh, what's up, boo? Guarding Bowser Castle. Yo, your Bowser's boo, yo? Seriously, how much hair grease does he go through? My home is in the ninth room. If any explorer finds my diary, share my story with the world. Tell the Kardashians, get me on the real world San Francisco, please. Bowser Castle Boo, number four, five, three. Uh, the haunted save. Should we do one more from... Uh, let us see. Should we read one called Clickety-Clack? Let's see what's up with Clickety-Clack. Maybe there will be some intricate wordplay. Three minutes and 21 seconds on this one. And this is another four and a half freaky morphing pumpkins. Well, these pumpkins aren't morphing. Oh. <sighs> oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, I read ahead here. This one, uh, yeah. I, I think this one might be okay. Let's see what's up. Clickety-clack. There was a family of five. A mother. A father. And three daughters. The daughters' names were Jennifer, Jade, and Janine. Yep. <laughs> Their father was a carpenter. Awesome. I love the carpenters. They're so rad. Don't you remember you told me to love me, baby? Their mother unemployed. Well, that's okay, because the carpenters have hits. Like, they probably still get really good... The eldest daughters often excluded Janine from their group, so one day, she ran crying to her father. Snitch. Feeling sorry for her, that night he fashioned a wooden doll. It had a small pointed nose, a purple dress, and woolen hair. When he presented the doll to Janine, she instantly fell in love with it. Janine brought the doll with her everywhere she went and slept with it every night. And whenever it told lies, its nose would grow. And Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go any further with that because, you know, my mind just goes down terrible tangents and... I don't think I want to be responsible for putting these ideas in your head, but if they're already there, then you know where I was going with that. And you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're twisted, dude. You're twisted, dude. Feeling sorry for her, that night he fashioned a wooden doll. It had a small pointed nose, a purple dress, and woolen hair. When he presented the doll to Janine, she instantly fell in love with it. Janine brought the doll with her everywhere she went and slept with it every night. But Janine inevitably grew up. She started to lose interest in her old toys, and eventually, the doll ended up behind her wardrobe. It spent three years there, discarded, forgotten, angry, plotting, until one night, not so long ago, Janine, now the ripe old age of ten, was sleeping in her bedroom. She turned in her sleep, thinking she heard a noise, but dismissed it. After a while, the noise became louder, and now Janine could hear it clearly. She sat up in her bed and noticed her old wooden doll on the floor. Oh, where the fuck you been? Serious, I've been looking at for Yeah, yeah, don't be like claiming you've been looking for me. I've been behind this motherfucking wardrobe and shit. And you ain't fed me and stuff. I've been wearing the same old raggedy dress. She sat up in her bed and noticed her old wooden doll on the floor. But it had changed. It was standing on its stumpy little feet. All on its own. Its face was distorted into a sick smile and it was holding something in its hands. 
it gave a leap and landed on Janine's chest and immediately started shitting and pissing and shitting and rubbing and smearing the shit all over Janine's face and hair and face and in her ears and peeing in her ears. She shouted, Stop peeing in my ears! But the sound was cut short as the doll plunged a dagger through her throat. Oh, dude, dude. Party foul. Party foul, doll. If you're the party doll, you can't be pulling the party foul. No daggers there. Okay, where is this gonna go? When Jennifer walked into Janine... When Jennifer walked into... When Jennifer walked into Janine's bedroom the next morning to wake her... <laughs> With barbecue tongs, wake up, pitch, pitch, barbecue fork. Ah, we hate you, we make fun of you. Hazing, hazing, hazing. When Jennifer walked into Janine's bedroom the next morning to wake her, a terrible sight met her eyes. Janine's face was a bloody, gory mess. Her bed was splattered with blood, and she had her old wooden doll gripped in her rigged, rigged, R-I-G-G-E-D, rigged hands. A dagger lay on the floor. Jennifer let out a scream, and soon the house was full of policemen and family. Everyone mourned the loss of Janine that day, even though they all treated her like shit before that, didn't they? And soon, only the family was left in the house. That night, they cried themselves to sleep in their separate rooms. Oh, boo-hoo. Boo-hoo-hoo. We have no one to treat like shit anymore. Boo-hoo. As Jade slept, she felt that somebody was watching her. She looked around her room through eyes that were blurred with tears and spotted the old wooden doll outside in the hallway. She turned over in her sleep trying to sleep away her pain sleep the pain away sleep the pain away but she couldn't shake the feeling that she was being watched clickety clack clickety clack she sensed the doll before she felt it it landed with a thump on her legs and took out a long sharpened blade Jade screamed as the doll pissed and shit all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so tainted. It's my favorite thing to say now. Pissing and shitting and pissing and shitting. I, I, I really enjoy saying that through a reverb. It makes me happy. I have few joys in my life, so permit me to say pissing and shitting as many times as possible. <laughs> oh, This is making me want to go back and watch Puppet Master again. She sensed the doll before she felt it. It landed with a thump on her legs and took out a long, sharpened blade. Jade screamed as the blade pierced her legs. Ooh, ouch. The doll ripped out tendons from her leg and she writhed in agony. Well, yeah, that sucks. Her father burst into the room, shotgun ready. Oh, I love it when they're shotgun ready. The doll took another long knife from its back and hurled it with extreme accuracy. The knife jammed itself into the father's heart. He was dead before he hit the floor. That's fast. That's fucking efficient. Because seriously, if there's one thing I know about knives, if you're really trying to stab somebody, it's not easy. You have to really have a lot of power behind it. I mean, especially if you're trying to stab somebody in the heart, you have to be very precise and you have to hit with a lot of force. I mean, seriously. It's not as easy. It's not like in the movies. Like, you have to really fucking stab the shit out of somebody if you really want it to take. If you really want it to work and be effective, 
It's not stabbed. You gotta really get in there. That's why when people die from stabbings, that's why when people die from stab wounds, being stabbed by people who don't normally stab, there's a lot of stab wounds. It's like stab, 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 stab. It's like practice makes perfect. You know, eventually it's going to take. One of these is going to work, so... Jade dragged herself to the door, desperately trying to escape, but the doll was too quick. It was over to her in seconds, driving a blade through her eye and into her brain. The doll ran through the hallway. The smile still plastered on its demonic face. Oh... I feel a kinship. You're good at stabbing, Jason. You stab the right people, Jason. The mother woke with a start, seeing a face leering over her own. She thought it was one of her daughters, or her husband, or the mailman, or the butcher, the baker, the mad stabbing person, artist, the stab artist. You know, people love that guy. He just is really good at stabbing people. He's, he's so good at it. People come from all over to be stabbed by this guy. She was feeling very lucky that the stabbing artist was going to stab her because she would soon be a work of art, a perforated work of art. But as her vision cleared, she could clearly see the wooden face. Her life was over before she even had a chance, period. Chance for what? Before she even had a chance... Okay, that's okay. What that is right there, that's basically um, when you play a scale, but you don't resolve it. You you ended on the day. There's no day. That's what you did right there. We need to resolve this. Her life was over before she even had a chance to block her eyes from the stream of piss and shit and piss and shitting and pissing and shitting. NSFW posted every time, not safe for work, for a reason. It's because I love my piss and my shit. Because that's where we come from. Every single one of us born comes from between the piss and the shit. Remember that. Jennifer woke up to the squeal of her mother. She walked out of her bedroom door to find the bloody figures of her father and her sister on the floor. Oh, get down. Bathed in moonlight, they were unmoving. Bloody figures on the floor. As she approached her parents' bedroom door, Janine's wooden doll ran out, clutching a knife in a large section of her mother's scalp with hair still attached. Ooh, that's going to fetch a fair price on the bootleg market. Oh, you got good hair. Jennifer turned and ran with the rhythmic following in her wake. She flung open. She flung opened. O p e n e d. She flung opened the door of the garage and headed to her father's workbench. She grabbed a saw, turned and dived for the doll. Oh, you sit. You're going for it, aren't you? The doll backed up in surprise, and Jennifer tried hacking off its head. Go for an axe. This only infuriated the doll even further. It let out an inhuman scream of fury and latched onto Jennifer's face. I like that. Always go for the face. Oh, oh. Oh, poor Jennifer. No. You should have lit it on fire, seriously. Oh, oh. 
Oh, hope you look good in an eye patch. It pulled her eyeball. It pulled her eyeball out slowly and painfully. She screamed in protest, but to no avail. The doll cracked her skull open and tore out her brains. It hopped out just as her body fell. All life drained out of it. Years later, the gang of teenagers were hanging around the supposedly haunted house. They were taking turns chucking rocks at the windows. One of them went sailing through the window and landed with a clatter on the ground. The guy who threw it smirked and hopped into the house to retrieve the rock. Because that's what you would do. When you throw a rock through a window of a house, you always go back in to retrieve the rock. This is written by somebody who's never committed any act of juvenile delinquency ever. While he was picking it up, he noticed a wooden doll lying on the ground. Stupid fucking lying, thieving, cheating doll. Why you gotta lie to kick it? He stuffed it in his pocket and walked out again. This'll do my sister for a birthday present, he thought. Credit to the Duns, D-U-N-N-E-S, period. The Duns. I'll just read you this one. <laughs> and this, this review is posted by, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> this was really cliched and the ending was predictable. To be honest, after a while, I just skipped to the end. And I have the feeling after that homeboy just dropped the mic and just flipped off thin air. That's, fuck you, that's why. <laughs> we are in the beings and entities section. And this pasta is rated 3.3. Ooh, this might be the lowest rated pasta yet. 3.3 menacing Halloween pumpkins. <laughs> the estimated reading time for this post is one minute, one second. It is called Graham. Oh, this is an old poem that kids used to sing during the Middle Ages. Its source is still unknown today. I don't like doing the poetry. Uh, I'm going to have Willie read this one. Yeah, hold on. Let me grab Willie. Hold on a second. Hey, what the actual physic turned off the hoses? I am awake. I am awake. Stop with the coma-esque music, please. I cannot take it. What do you want me to read a poem? Fine. If you see a great tall man, don't worry. He is a friend. Don't ask him what is his name, for he will be your friend. If you have other good friends, don't worry, they won't matter. You are all that is greater, not than he shall befriend. You see him teeter on land, he never drinks from daddy's juice. You see him all to great joyce, he is so really grand. Don't ask about the hat that sits on his bald head. He won't ever tell Yath why it is as soft as lead. You see him at the starshine. You won't at the skylight. Always you see at night, but mostly at the moonshine. You ask him what his name, he doesn't say you help. He asks you for a kind help. After that, you will get same. He asks you a small favor. Kill your mom and so your dad, but must give me favor. Never tell about your lad. If you piece your family, you will hear what you waited. Through his mouth you will rally words long asked and awaited. He will now say this soon my name is really Graham and I am fame. 
You know I am the moon. He will say he needs you, for he is not so done. You need to stop none. He is not finished with you. Creditor, Poodle in the can. Why possibly the best creepy pasta I have ever read? I especially liked the parts in the poem that didn't rhyme or make any sense at all. A truly masterful work that surpasses anything else ever posted to this site. You're making me blush. Okay, continuing on. This one is called Snap. The estimated reading time for this is 1 minute and 47 seconds. This one is rated 3.8 Scary Halloween Fucking Pumpkins. I used to live in the Lower Queen Anne region of Seattle, just a few blocks from the Space Needle, which has a little park around it, lawns, a fountain, sculptures, a theater, and museums. A little park which is remarkably safe after nightfall. There is also, in the same complex that has all these great museums and verdant lawns, a sad little failing fair, which is deserted enough in the daytime. It was a great hangout for me and my friends after dark. We used to climb to the top of the roller coaster, smoke a little pot, and talk about the sort of trouble we could get in if we actually had the nerve, which we never did. It was nice. We were so high up. We could see all the city lights glittering like deep sea fish, and there was a lovely feeling of wrongdoing coupled with the almost certain fact that nobody cared we were there. One day, we decided to do shrooms instead. Oh no. <laughs> it's a recipe for wackiness. Shrooms, dim shrooms, dim on a roller coaster. Shrooms, watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre on shrooms. Bad idea. That was a bad idea. Oh no, that was Coke, actually, yeah. Still a bad idea. One day we decided to do shrooms instead. It was a good idea. At first. The pretty lights and cool crisp air became a religious experience. Then, all of a sudden, snap. Something changed. We all felt it. The air wasn't cool or crisp anymore. It was musty and humid and had a horrible, somehow familiar smell. The lights started to move around in a very unusual manner, sort of lurching and bobbing and above all, approaching. We didn't see anything actually come into the little patch of fair that we were looking down on, but the lights around it were far, far too close together. Obviously, we started to freak out. Me and Anne-Marie. <laughs> and a dog named Boo. Me and Anne-Marie and Brian. Perched up on that coaster ledge like our lives depended on it. But Eric broke off running. He made his way down the coaster with the grace of an ape and lunged over the fence and rushed off into the middle of the sane and healthy-looking concrete. There was a huge churring sound, which was distinctly insect-like and seemed to come from no direct source, but rather from every molecule of the atmosphere that surrounded us. Ooh, dude, you're peeking. Oh, you're peeking, then. Snap! The city was back to its normal, peaceful self, and the three of us were still up the coaster. All up in the coaster, apparently. Yo, let's go get up in that coaster, yo. And the three of us were still up the coaster. The Great Space Coaster, beginning to shiver a little in the drizzle. We never saw Eric again. We both pulled our eyes out. Because that's what happens in creepypasta land. 
you either pull your skin off or you pull your eyes out or somebody pulls your eyes out or I don't know your heart we never saw Eric again I moved to the country soon afterwards you can view that roller coaster in Seattle but somehow I suspect the same thing could happen in any city anyone in a densely populated area with a lot of lights could experience such a snap I know they like population centers I know they like population centers I don't hear the cheering out here in the country. How about... Ooh, let's go for the wrong CD. This is under Murders and Death. And the reading time for this post is 43 seconds. Oh, come on. Come on. Give me more than that. Come on. The wrong CD. How can I not read something like that that's rated 4.3 freaky pumpkins out of 237 two dirty seven votes cast to Let's get it on like Marvin Gaye. Alone at work late one night, you are putting in a CD to install a program on your computer. Of course you are. The CD is unlabeled, though. You remember it being labeled like any other mass-produced CD. Stoner. Uh, what are you installing on your computer there? You should probably think twice about that. Maybe you should order some Chinese food. That sounds really good right now. The CD is unlabeled, though. You remember it being labeled like any other mass-produced CD. You put it into the drive and find it to have no data on it either. Take it out. It's a blank CD, whatever. It's a coaster. Put it in the microwave. It makes an awesome light show. <laughs> Wait, okay. We got to back this up because the next sentence. All right. You put it into the drive and find it to have no data on it either. Instead of the normal CD spinning sound, it almost sounded like screaming. It's obviously the wrong CD, and you find the real one soon. And continue your work. Oh, oh, cool. That's nice. That's a uh, problem solved. That's good when things work out. It's nice when things run smoothly. Alone again on another night, you need to back up your hard drive on a blank CD. So you put one in. You hear the vaguely familiar screaming noise. But this time, your computer screen goes blank for a few seconds before the entire floor goes dark. It's coming from down the hall. And it's getting closer. Eh. Uh, whoa. Okay, so that's the end of it. And then at the end of the, the end of it, at the end of the end of it, it says, if anyone feels like rewriting this one, give it a shot. I really like the concept, but the execution was really sloppy. If you can do it better, I'll replace this version with yours. Whoa. Oh, wow. Someone actually took this person up on it. Yeah. Okay, let's do theirs too. <laughs> Ugh, my computer basically stinks. I'm submitting here. Feel free to delete this if you don't like it. Oh, I'm intrigued. We're going for it. We're going down this rabbit hole. We're going all up in this rabbit's hole right now. Ugh. Um, good thing I haven't showered yet because it's about to get greasy. A blank disc, nothing more. Nothing special about it as you pop it into the computer one night at work. 
a late shift, you realize, stealing a glance at the clock. No one left in the cramped office but you. Dude, I feel like I'm running to keep up with your dialogue, like I'm falling down a mountain, like I'm rolling down a mountain. <laughs> Let me keep my composure, because seriously, uh, the, your momentum is just like, uh, you're throwing me off. You're throwing off my pendulum. Okay. No one left in the cramped office but you. You need to install just one more program for the presentation tomorrow, and everything will run smoothly, and you can go home relaxed and well-prepared. Your instincts tell you something's wrong as your computer begins to whirl the CD around, something you can't quite put your finger on, until you realize suddenly, there's a low screaming coming from the computer. The scream that nearly makes you crawl out of your skin. Something inside you tells you it's not really human. You quickly remove the CD, playing the noise over and over in your head. You casually throw it into a desk drawer and give it no more time than that. You put the correct CD in and think it over. You were never one for scary stories. You play it up on your frazzled nerves in the long night. Just then, the window popping up on the computer tells you the program is ready. With a sigh, you turn off the computer and move towards home. Here's what I'm wondering. If we can just play devil's advocate here for a second if I'm using the right terminology uh, why are you installing this on your computer in the first place what the actual Dinuk is it like why are we doing this why why it never ends well for a while things go well oh, oh good you've received a promotion due to your stunning hard work Hold on. Let me reread that sentence. You've, re <laughs> you've received a promotion due to your stunning hard work and the extra hours you've pulled. You managed to forget the disc had even existed in the first place. And, <laughs> and then you begin cleaning out your desk in preparation for your new and spacer office. It's, is that two offices? You get a new office and a spacer office? S-P-A-C-E-R. And that's a capital A. And then you begin cleaning out your desk in preparation for your new and spacer office. Your hand stumbles across a blank disc, unlabeled and undemanding. You stare at it for a moment before absentmindedly shoving it in with the other blank discs to be moved to your new or, or office. You don't even register the screaming your mind is replaying over and over as you move. The following evening, you come to the office, feeling overwhelmed with the party the office managed to throw for you. Everyone had been so kind. You'd forgotten your camera, and one of the women had let you borrow hers on the condition that she got it back as soon as the party ended. You'd run into your office, eager to document the occasion forever, and plug the computer to the camera, emptying the memory card. You reach into one of the boxes littered around the floor for a blank disk to store your new memories on and hurriedly put it in the computer. The whir of the computer waking up in the middle of the night seems strained to your tired and slightly drunken ears, but nothing out of place happens. Oh, come on, just wake up. Come on. Can the lights flicker once, twice, and go out? Giving a sigh, you pull yourself up and move to the light switch. Nothing happens when you attempt at recreating the pleasant atmosphere you just had by turning on the lights. Something besides the lights had changed. You look up and finally notice. <laughs> the screaming has begun. Louder this time, more urgent and compelling. You move without thinking towards the window. Why would you think towards the window? 
Your reflection is hazy as the screams invade your ears, your mind forcing you closer and closer to the monster staring back at you. Is he staring at you so intently for a reason? Did you steal the cookie from the cookie jar? I'm looking at you. Did you take the car out last night without asking? You reach your hand out to touch him as the lights suddenly flicker on. Your female co-worker in a drunken fit. Of course, she loves the vodka. She puts it in her coffee. We don't tell anybody as long as she doesn't fuck up too many things. Your female co-worker in a drunken fit bursts into your office demanding her camera back. She wants her camera back. Blech. She calls your name and hearing no response moves towards the computer. She grabs the camera and looking at the computer screen nods once. The memory erased screen is all the permission she needs to take her camera back. She doesn't even hear the screaming. Does she, Clarice? When will the CD stop screaming, Clarice? Uh, Okay, so someone by the name of Russell Crowe posted, I'd slap that screaming bitch the fuck up. Well, okay, I think we're going to end it there with that one. I do not condone that, by the way. Do not, don't hit anybody, don't hurt anybody. That's about as basic as I can make it. Jesus. I should have listened. Maybe this should be our last one right here. It's another 4.3 in the strange and unknown category. The estimated reading time for this post is 1 minute 48 seconds, which should round this out to about a two-hour podcast. 4.3 scary fucking intense Glenn Danzig pumpkin staring at me out of 476 votes cast. I should have listened. I awoke from a deep slumber due to the loud rain outside. I was used to it, though. Hell, it's Seattle, after all. Rain central. I rubbed my eyes and happened to gaze out my curtainless window just at the moment when a cloaked figure appeared in the middle of the street. I rubbed my eyes again. I was sure I was seeing things. Still, I decided to get a closer look. I hopped out of my bed and peered through the window. Through the raindrops, I could still barely make out the cloaked figure. I was just standing there, not moving at all. I turned away for a second to clean my glasses on my oversized Seattle Mariners jersey. But when I turned back, I didn't see anything. Unfortunately, the creepiness didn't stop there. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) There was a loud knocking on the front door. My parents weren't home since it was Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid, but they usually went to dinner and a movie. I walked to the front door and peered through the small peephole. I saw a cloaked figure, just like what I'd seen standing in the rain the night before. I was about to run back to my room when the figure spoke. You do not belong here anymore. It is time for you to come home. The figure banged loudly on the door. What do you want from me? I shouted. I need you to come home. The deep and low voice stated. Oh, I predicted that well. Go away, you creep. I shouted. I ran back upstairs as fast as my legs could carry me. I quickly locked the door to my room and double-checked to make sure my bedroom window was locked. Then I hopped into my bed and pulled the covers tightly over me. 
and started cutting my toenails. One by one, cutting my toenails, filing them down, painting them. You like that, don't you? The morning light shone through the window. The rain had finally let up and it proved to be a beautiful day outside. I walked downstairs to the kitchen and found my parents crying at the table. Must be Tuesday. Mom, Dad, it's Tuesday, right? My cries went unanswered. Yep, Tuesday. I peered over my dad's shoulder and saw the headline of the article he was reading. It was about me. Awesome! 16-year-old boy dies in accident due to rain. Oh, what the... Uh... Oh, okay, um, this is going to take a while to process, especially since I'm 39, but 16-year-old, I always thought I was going to die by 18, but now I'm confused. I stumbled backwards and hit something. I turned around and saw the cloaked figure. There was no face. No fucking goddamn face. Just red, menacing eyes and pale, white skin. I tried to tell you that you needed to come home last night. Oh, wait, hold on. I tried to... T- no, no, Arnold, wait. I tried to tell you... <laughs> Let's go for Bella Lugosi's dead here. I tried to tell you that you needed to come home last night. You didn't want to. It's far too late now. <sighs> Going into Arnold, the voice said. Just then a hole opened up below me and I fell through. It's truly a living hell where I'm at now. Good night. This has been a presentation of the Vampire on a Pony podcast network. Thank you for listening to the Creepy Podcast.